Oh, greetings there, travelers. Welcome back to the end of the seven dice. Uh, I see you're a little bit early this time, actually. I think Wingover just got downstairs. Yeah, but how you been lately? It's been pretty wild. Those little extra mini-sodes going on. It's been pretty fun. Learn a little bit about the Elithid. I hate those things so much. You know, I've had to fight a few in my day. Back when I used to do the whole adventuring thing and... Oh, it's such a pain in the ass. All the illusions and tricks. Oh, looks like he's ready. Why don't you go over and see Wing over? Greetings, travelers. You're here a bit early. Sorry, I was just rushing down. I decided to sleep in today because, you know, some days you just got to treat yourself, look after yourself. And I said, oh, Wingover, you need a bit more rest. You've had a few late nights. You know, travelers, you should just make sure you catch up on your sleep. They always say drink all the water and all that stuff. But don't, don't drink water elementals and uh, get good sleep. Ugh. Well, travelers, let's see, what do we have going on today? Well, last time in our tale we had Giles, and uh, he was going a little crazy traveling with Death Shift, and they, they tried to bring him there, and suddenly, oopsie-daisies, they let him see all the plans. And then he unraveled in the skin suit, turns out, oh, goodness. Yeah, that was a bad situation. But I'm afraid travelers are about to bounce into another one. Oh, that's kind of how this tale goes, though. But before we do all that, uh, let's just see if this intern's here. Cause you, you're at a little early, travelers. Oh, there he is. He's just coming into the door. Ah, uh, hey, what's your name? Hello! <laughs> I'm Lord Harrington. I am the newest member of BattleBards.com. <laughs> oh, uh, were you looking for an intern? Yeah, they're generally a lot cheaper. I didn't think I was hiring a full-blown bard. Ah, shoot. That's fine. You know what? You're here. So, um, you could do the, the sound effects and stuff for while I tell the tale and the music. That is what we do. You know, if you just go on to BattleBards.com and use the promo code BALLAD7DICE, you can get yourself 15% off your subscription. Yeah, I, I already nailed that. You're supposed to tell the traveler right over there. Oh, I don't talk to the audience. You're a bard. You have to talk to the audience. That's like half your thing. Uh, no. I don't talk to the audience. I relax. I play music, and then I leave. Yeah. No gabber-gabber over here. Shall we get to it, Wingover? Are you just going to gab all day? Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, the travelers... Yes. Before we get all that, I have a little piece of fan mail. Uh, it's nice to have these read every so often. So let's look over here, holding up my piece of paper, and it says, Highly recommended. Great story and a talented group of individuals. Very entertaining and will leave you wanting more. You can't go wrong giving it a listen, and you won't regret it! Exclamation mark. That was from Johnny, the GM of Pokemon Sideshow. That's a, another bardic group, and they play a 
Pokemon game. Uh, it's like a tabletop RPG, kind of like this Dungeons and Dragons that all the other bards have been telling me about. Uh, it's supposed to be pretty, yeah, it's pretty rad. I've, I've heard some tales of it myself and I, I really enjoyed it. So be sure to give them a listen. And stick around at the very end for their promo. You can hear a little bit more about their show. Other travelers, let's uh, boogie on to this tale, shall we? So let's find out what happened when Borodon sent that message back through time. I present to you The Road to Nesme, Part 2. Hey, I'm Bright, and I'm playing Kalsar, the Tiefling Paladin, and Chosen of the Antifa. Hi, uh, I'm Humberto, and I'm playing Borden, Dwarven Cleric and Chosen of Time. I'm Evan, and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half-Elf Bard and Chosen of Chaos. Hey, I'm Robert, and I'm playing MZ, the Gith Yankee Ranger and Chosen. Previously, on Ballad of the Seven Dice, our great heroes had just managed to get their way to the headquarters after they had such a crazy time. And they were just at the Volga Unicorn when Giles, one of the leaders of the Cult of the Shining God, or as they like to say, the Church of the Shining God, had managed to locate them and try to throw a proposition their way. With quick thinking, they managed to charm him and take him back to the headquarters, but Unknowingly, when they stepped through the portal along with him, thinking they were going to bring him just to the higher-ups, they were in the middle of a planning meeting. So, after figuring that all out, they took him out into the hallway. It was too late though, he had already known everything, and revealed that he was in a skin suit which deflated, showing nothing inside. They hatched a plan to send back a message through time, through Borodon's communication sphere. But unfortunately, his concentration wavered, he pushed too much of himself back, and it caused a hole in time and space, creating a ripple of effects. Now, the heroes stand there in the headquarters, no one aware of what happened in this previous timeline except for Borodon, as they hear a message over Borodon's communication stone saying that the mage was a traitor. The mage, throwing off his sunglasses, looks up and says, Hmm. I didn't think I'd be found so soon. And you see as their nails begin to grow, ripping out their hands, teeth growing sharp and longer and longer. Hair starts to grow to different parts of the body, and they, they hunch, hunch over and bulk up, and, and reach reaching over at their side, they pull out this little rod and extend it, and suddenly this massive axe is formed, and I need everyone to roll me initiative. Like, I got 13. Yeah, I rolled before I got a 5. 21. 20, not 20. 
Alright, so we start off with Kelsar. Kelsar, this man in front of you is very clearly evil, and it looks like he's about to attack you with an axe. Well, I better say this now. You're gonna watch yourself, buddy, because your mouth is writing checks that your butt can't cash. And then I attack. He kind of cocks his head to the side. And then, and then he instantly dies from that burn. Uh, no, I roll to attack. 23. 23 is a hit. Yeah. 18 damage. So you bring your blade down, and it slams into him solid. Ha! And you see he stumbles a little bit, and his hand reaches to his side. And you think he's staring at you? It's hard to tell when he doesn't have any eyes. And MZ, it's your go. Hey, I'll use uh, Planar Warrior, and I'll cast Hunter's Mark. So I guess I don't actually do anything right now, but I just I cast two two spells. All right, so you guys see MZ reach out his hand, and suddenly this energy just glows around this beast. And he looks over at MZ, looks back at Kelsar, and then another symbol appears right on this creature's chest of these strange sigils that MZ is usually uses for his hunter's mark. And then he prepares his blades, and we go to Borodon. So Borodon, you're the only one who remembers anything about the previous timeline. So everyone else is completely unaware. So what do I know? So you remember all the moments of talking to Astoria, accidentally bringing Giles back. You remember uh, going there and Giles knowing the whole plan of being in a skin suit. But nothing else. Right, you, you just remember that other time. And what does that mean? That means that you have memories of a time that never happened. Okay. But I don't know what's happening right in front of me. So you remember that he was the portal guy, and in your memories, the previous time, this guy just opened up the portal and sent you back, but now it seems that he transformed into a monster and is ready to kill you. Okay, let's fuck this up then. I'll be using Guiding Bolt. Nice, bringing out that Cleric Rocket Launcher. Yep. Yeah, I got 22. That's a hit, roll that damage. 18. So you see Borodons extend his hands, and they start glowing with this glow that you've seen once before. Back during Christmas, you watched him blow up that Christmas sleigh. And all of a sudden, he channels his energy, and the enemy looks over and goes, What? And this blast fires off and smashes right into him, ripping off this chunk of flesh. And he stumbles back just snarling at Borodon and you see his teeth are growing longer and his claws are growing longer and he continuously seems to get a little bigger and bigger. And he originally had his hand go in his side but now he shakes his head and takes his other hand and puts it onto this axe and twists it and you watch as the axe blade extends into a larger one and now he's holding this gargantuan great axe. He then turns to Kalsar who's right in front of him and says I guess I'll start with you. Does a 24 hit you? Jeez, that's a lot. I have AC 24. Alrighty, Defender gets it. Sweet. And the next attack is 26. Yeah, you're gonna have to do a lot better than that, buddy. And then he just did. So his axe clangs off your shield, and then with an unexpected grace, he suddenly brings it around the other way, doing this almost complete spin, and then brings the axe slamming into oh, your side. <laughs> And you take 19 points of damage. He then rips his axe out of your side, 
and just spits into the ground. A bunch of his blood is falling down where Gordon hit him with that guiding bolt. His blood is this yellowish ichor and just sickly smelling. He glares at the rest of you. Well, it looks like my time is running out, but I will at least hunt down one of you chosen. Then Giles says, Shit, father. Looks like you got hit pretty hard there. But you're messing with my buddy Ronnie, and I don't think I'm going to take that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So he does these finger guns at Ronnie, and Ronnie, you feel this power surge through you. And you now have advantage on all charisma-based skills, and if you're doing any damage that's charisma-based, it doubles it. Then he leans all 90s style against a wall and just watches you guys. Ronnie, your go. Yeah, Thunderwave. Wait, again? <laughs> Thunderwave? No. I only have one tax spell, so yeah. But you have like a, a fucking, I mean, whatever, just do it. But you do have <laughs> like a gun. Right, but I don't get a charisma modifier off that, right? And if it's going to do double damage. Yeah, in everybody. Yeah, in this room. Including, but not limited to, uh, Giles. Mm, yeah, you're right. I don't want to. I don't want to hit Giles. Yeah, that's a real good point, actually. <laughs> Curses foiled again. <laughs> you do have your gun if you want to use that. Seventeen. That's a hit. Roll me one d8, and we'll determine that damage type. Four. So you guys see, as Ronnie puts his finger on the hammer of this old pistol, he pulls it back and then squeezes the trigger, and suddenly this blast of acid fires out right at the creature, and it hits him with this spray and sizzling pop. And Ronnie, roll me 1d10 plus your dexterity. Five. So you guys see this acid slam right into this creature's chest, and it's trying to just rub it off, but then it's burning its hands. You just hear... Uh, I have an Inspire. Oh, nice. Inspire MZ. Nice. All right, so MZ, you feel nice and inspired. And from that, it goes to Kelsar. I have an idea. Could I, like, like heat up the axe so hot that, like, you can't handle it? Hell yeah. Okay, I'm going to try that. Roll it. I, I got 20 total. So you start concentrating on this axe, and suddenly it starts heating up, and these flames burst around your eyes as you keep staring intently and roll 1d8. Looks like things are starting to heat up for you, huh? Two. So you hear this sizzling flesh from his already hurt hands, and he grits his teeth and throws the axe off to the side, and you just hear, Enough of these games! And then it goes to MZ. I'll do a uh, misty step. Ooh. Behind him. I'll attack him. Long swords. 16. Okay, so uh, 15 and a 16. Are you going to use your bardic inspiration? If I missed. You missed with both of them. Oh, okay. I'll add that bardic inspiration onto my uh, 16. So that's a d8? Yep. Uh, so 18. All right, that hits. So I did 15 points of damage. Damn, nice. It would all be force damage. So MZ goes in with these swings, and this person has just unreal reflexes. 
first blade of Enzies comes through and he just manages to bend backwards, getting out of the way of it. But then Enzies second blade is coming through and as it looks like it's just gonna miss, that little bounce of Ronnie inspiration comes through and Enzies blade extends just a little bit further and then right when it hits into this creature, this concussive blast just booms out and he flies back, his shoulder clicks a little bit. And as he steadies himself, he looks back up and says, You're full of surprises, aren't you? And then it goes to Borodon. Okay, I will use Hadouken again. Okay. 21 and uh, 18 again. So you see he looks up at Borodon and as this beam of light blasts out towards him, he goes, Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, how cute he did. Oh, shit. And and then it goes and it slams right into him and he looked furious. A bunch of his blood is falling onto the ground. He has these two holes in him now and these slash marks and all sorts of stuff. And you see his skin just starts tearing and ripping off. And there's this fur underneath and you see this werewolf slowly transform in front of you. And you just hear this bestial voice say, You're mine now. MZ, I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw. Eight. Okay. So this creature roars out and starts leaping towards MZ. I use my reaction. Oh, use your shield arms? I turn to stone. What the hell? You're so full of surprises. So you see MZ's arms quickly turn black as he holds them up and this creature slams down on him, but it's not enough. And MZ, you take 11 points of damage. And then he goes to swing his claws again. And MZ, what's your new AC? 17. All right, let's see what he can do. So the creature comes in and one of his claws just bounces off of MZ's arms. You see these black obsidian arms are held up there. Well, this creature continues to try to attack and one of his claws actually managed to get through, slashing MZ across the abdomen, taking 11 points of damage. So this massive nine foot tall werewolf is just ripping at MZ, and you hear Giles go, Damn, son, I haven't seen him like this in ages. Good luck, everyone. Shut up, Giles. Then it goes to Ronnie. If he's a werewolf, would Tasha see these laughter work on him? <laughs> oh boy. I don't know, mate. But the real question is is he a werewolf or a werewolf? Like he's aware of everything. <laughs> That's why he could dodge MZ's move. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll go for it. So when you go to cast the spell, what instrument do you bring up? Glockenspiel? I ain't got to search that up. What's a Glockenspiel? Like, you know, like big Glockenspiels. Oh, of course. Yeah, how'd you know that? Uh, a glockenspiel, I'm like 80 to 90% sure is, I don't know what you call a classic piano. It looks it looks like an xylophone. Okay, I see now. Yeah. It's also a fun word to say. So Ronnie summons this glockenspiel and starts playing a tune on it, this classical piano. And you see the werewolf stands up and gives like this bloody toothy grin. And this blood is dripping down from his face and from these holes in his body. And he looks down at MZ and says, Now I get to eat you while I listen to music. <laughs> and then it goes to Kelsar. I'm going to use my uh, 
My ability, um, women's fire. That's 20. Oh, there it is. Roll me them percentile. Uh, 70? 70. Oh, that's actually something. So roll me double damage first. Uh, and what we're going to do, because I really like the idea, I saw this on Twitter, is we're going to have the first die roll always maxed out. So that way, this critical hit always does more damage than a regular attack. Okay, so I would get eight no matter what, and then I just roll another one. Yeah. It's like, yeah, 29 da- damage. So tell me how you kill him. Raise my sword to the sky, I, and like just gather like a ton of like fire and holy energy into it, and I just do a spinning jump slash, and I cleave him in half. This werewolf is just cut clear in half right down the middle, and he slowly transforms back into being a man, and you see as the two halves topple off to the side, there is a gift Yankee laying there, covered in this yellowish ichor, just looking frustrated. Guys, did you see what I just did? Yes. Was, oh my god, that was so cool. I mean, we, we all helped, though. Yeah, it was pretty cool, yeah, yeah. I mean, your your rocket launcher was pretty sweet, too. Wait, what's a rocket launcher? <laughs> I don't know. I call it Hadouken. What's a Hadouken? <laughs> well, it's it's how I name it. I mean, oh, okay. What's a dwarven for? It's um, very strong, no, very powerful magic missile. I don't know. It's so bad. So it's just the dwarven name for it? Uh, like, I'll try to figure out a name for it. Just use the actual one. It's like, What is it? Something something punch. So you guys all come back together and MZ is cleaning himself off. Jowls walks on over. Damn, you guys took him out. He was a pretty big number. One of our top hunters. That's unfortunate. Yeah, well now he's one of your bottom hunters now. He's, he's dead. Sick burn there, Kalsar. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. <laughs> How did it get into the HQ? I thought this place was protected. I mean, yeah, technically, none of us could just waltz on in here. I mean, hell, I'm here, and that shouldn't even really have happened. I'm gonna go ahead and say it's because of that guy. And he points over at Ronnie. Oh. Yeah, hey, thanks, Disruptor. So, uh, uh, any of you guys want that axe, or are you cool if I take it back? I think I think we should take it. No, we're, it's, it's ours. We did kill him. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Finders keepers or yeah. killers keepers or whatever. And considering what I just did to that guy, you really don't want to end up like him. But, but, but like he's he's just fine. You're not. I know it's fine. If you want to try to go ahead and hit me, like you could try whatever. But are we gonna go over that headquarters or what? Yeah. I I, I don't think we should. No 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 guys. Believe me, I think I think we're fine. Like, uh, we, we like. Wait, I thought like it just sent a note back in time. I thought I thought it didn't send no. all of us back in time. No, you guys don't know. We don't. We don't know. Only, only I know. Oh, uh, okay. How are we even gonna get to New Dawn now? Oh yeah, that's true. So a portal opens up, and then this wizard steps through it, and he goes, "Whoa! Holy shit! Like, what all happened here, man?" He's a uh, he's an imposter. Stuff happened. Yeah. Oh, it's a good thing I just went to the washroom. 
Well, anyways, dudes, you guys ready to head over to HQ? Quinto said for me to bring you over to Lickety Split, so you ready to bounce? No, 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 no. Like, we need to have him inside one of our cells here. Yeah. Well, the cells are in New Dawn, but they're, like, in a different pad, so that's cool. I can put them in there. Yeah, send us to the cells. Yeah, send us to the cells. Just send him, and then we'll just go into the portal. Is it okay, like, to open two portals? Well, just open up, like, one. You guys toss him in there. Then I open another, and you just bounce keys on into the meeting room. No, hold on, hold on. Yeah, but if we go through, he goes through, he's by himself in a cell. Like, what... What if there's no guards there or whatever? I mean, like, they're not going to know that he's actually a prisoner or not. Well, like, there's definitely guards there chillaxing, and he's kind of wearing them funky fresh cultist robes. Good point. Yeah, send him there. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, hey, why am I going in a cell? No, it, it, it's going to be a very cozy cell. It's a surprise. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's not like we call it a cell, but it's not an actual yeah. cell. You yeah. know? Exactly. It's just a room with bars. It's gonna be fine. Ronnie, is this for realsies? Yeah, don't worry about it, buddy. Uh, we'll come grab you in a bit. Uh, you've just had a whole lot to drink, and uh, I think you're just gonna take a sweet nap. I've been there. Believe me. And, uh, you'll be fine. Well, listen, Ronnie, do you promise to come get me after? I will for sure come and get you in, like, five minutes. Before you go, though, yeah. what was that full name again? Oh, you're asking my full name that I've written down beside me on this here piece of paper? Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> my name's Giles Jordan Pete. Giles Jordan Pete, he's terrorist, and he was born on April 2nd. That's right, and I'm from Eberron. Yeah, he's from Eberron. This guy, amazing guy, yeah. Well, if Ronnie promises, then I believe him, because he is a man of his word. All right, portal man, open up your thing. Right, like, whatever, dude, here we go. Shoot it about. So the portal opens on and to this dingy-looking cell, and you see that there is this guard who was just making rounds and he was on the other side of the bars. And you can tell this is probably a pretty common thing, so he just gives the mage a curt nod. And then Giles looks at you guys, Well, ta-ta for now. See you soon. And the portal closes behind him. And the man looks over at the rest of you guys. Alright, meeting time? Okay, okay, B before, before we go, like, anywhere, I just tell the group what happened. So I tried to send a message to myself in the past and I sort of projected myself back in the past. So what happened? So I've projected myself, I think my conscious. So I have no idea like how these things go, but like I, I think I messed up because my message was open the portal inside the prison cell. But I think I messed that up like to the point that I think I've changed time in a sense because like we we didn't fight like b back then um like the portal guy like the portal mage hold on fucking explain yourself that's what i'm trying to do i'm saying that i projected myself back in time i fucked that up it wasn't that bad i guess and um like everything ended up happening like everyone everything happened well 
like everything like we didn't die and uh we got um giles inside a cell and that's what that was my 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 idea because listen to me what would happen is we would open the portal inside of the um, of the like their main uh room with all the plans all the tactics everything and giles would be able to actually read those those maps and giles like he like what we see right now is not actually him it's just the skin it's just like he's he's like stitched together like his skin is stitched to, is stitched together and he can actually uh, like take it off you know so inside of him it's nothing is basically pure magic inside of his skin it's just pure magic so what what happened in the past or in the future or on that future or whatever is that we ac we actually got him into this room and there were like 20 people inside of this room like all the higher-ups all the plants all the tactics everything all the maps and we screwed that up so what i had to do was actually project myself back in time it was supposed to just send a message but I actually got back in time but to be honest i don't know what else happened or like i i think everything is going fine right now but i'm still concerned okay let's just go through the portal well i tried to explain the best i could i don't i don't care anymore let's just go through oh but you guys you guys asked for it well it might just be a simple portal mage but that sounds like a bad situation so Glad it didn't happen. One portal to a meeting coming right up. Hey, Billy, what's your last name? Oh, my God. Last name's Pendragon. Get on through, Ronnie. <laughs> Fucking Evan, I got a shit. Come on. <laughs> I got to write that down. <laughs> I I'm writing this down as well. So the portal opens up, and you guys see 16 figures sitting in there. You see Sven sitting next to Astoria. You see Astoria sitting with Doomsayer as well. You see a number of other people that are around there. You see there's a woman who looks like her face is decaying, standing near a bunch of assorted strange people. There's another group. It looks like they're all paladins. And they are all just sitting around this table. And you see that in Doomsayer's hand, there's a little figurine. It's a little set of four, where it looks like it's a half-elf, a githyanki, a dwarf, and a tiefling. And it looks like he's about to set it down on Nesme. And looking at the map, you see up to the north of this map, there is Nesme just near Arkham. And there's a lot of forces around Arkham. And it looked like Doomsayer was just about to set down a figurine when he looks up. And everyone turns to face you as you guys walk through the portal. And just as Ronnie comes through, it just quickly crackles and snaps. And the portal dude turns around. Whoa, what happened there? I don't It keeps happening. Oh, well, whatever. If it's just you, man, that's good. As long as it's not me. Astoria looks over. Death shift. I'm glad you could make it. What happened to the prisoner? Put him in the prison. Uh, yes. We put him in a jail cell. Perfect. Okay, let me... Let... Let me just, I'll try to be as quick as possible, but I'll, I'll explain what happened on this parallel universe, parallel like dimension, was that at first we got teleported, like the portal was opened inside of this room. There were like 20 of you guys, now there are only 16, so I don't know what it fucked up, but what happened was I actually brought Giles inside of his room 
and Giles actually read the maps. He read um, like all the tactics, uh, all the plans, everything. And then he just um, like un unstitched himself, like he uh, took off his skin, and uh, and then he just disappeared. So on that timeline, and I don't know if that is the same timeline as this one, we sort of screwed this up. I don't know what I did. I could actually project myself back into the past, but I think I actually changed the future. But this is my past right now. Um, yeah, that's that's my explanation. It's pretty quiet in there while everyone is just staring at you guys. I just face palm like. Uh, I can't. Wait, 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 wait. Let me just understand. Why is Kelsar like disappointed at me? Because I, we discussed this last game that you were going to be more responsible with your powers. I mean, technically he was doing the more responsible thing out of all the options. He just rolled a one. I mean, I, really, I can't understand, like, Kelser's, like, behavior towards my character. Since I actually, like, I said that I fucked that up. Like, I fucked the past or, or whatever. I fucked the future. Okay, then whatever, I'll just say nothing. I mean, no, 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 that, that's fine. Like, just just be your character. I just don't understand. Like, I'm, I'm doing my best to not fuck this up. And I thought that I did okay. Yeah, but... No, because, like, before, like... Historia was like, look, it, it, like we just have to change our plans, that's all. Yeah, but remember, Kelsar wouldn't remember that moment, right? That would be a completely different moment. Like, I, I'm literally the only person who knows that. Oh. I think Kalsar's problem with it is that, like, does he know, like, what the end result would have been if he, like, did your character explain to my character what the end result would have been? I tried. They look at one another, and then Doomsayer speaks up. Was there a group of four goblins here? And you remember, it was a little weird, but there was four shamanistic goblins there, and they're not there right now. So, yes. And it wasn't us that were, like, you guys weren't sending us to this mission. It was, like, you guys were going to send, like, very, like, different groups. Because you guys were going to um, use a little bit more force on this mission. But then Astoria said that, like, since I botched it, like, we, we, we sort of brought uh, Giles with us in here. She would do it more subtle, like it, she would uh, go like in more of a subtle, more of a, you know, sort of subtle way, uh, if that makes sense, instead of just doing by brute force. That's interesting that you say that we were gonna go in brute force. We've been planning subterfuge this entire time. You see, the group of four goblins that we had here before, the blighted ones. They were actually going ahead to scout out Nesme to see if we can have a better vantage point. But unfortunately, a new Corrupted has wiped them out. You see, when Noir went out to go meet you with Gaia, unfortunately they were ambushed when the caravan was redirected. Noir was slain, saving Gaia's life throwing her through a portal. But unfortunately, that means that Noir was turned into a corrupted that is now known as Oblivion, and she has immense powers. What this now means is that there is a very powerful enemy for us, 
that is traveling the countryside near Nesme, so we cannot move our forces there until that is taken care of. What we are planning to have happen is you will infiltrate Arkham while we send Helm's Shield and Death's Vanguard. He points to the other two groups in the room. They will go out to try to deal with Oblivion. And while Oblivion distracted, we will move our forces in place and then Oblivion will not be able to harrow us while we attack Arkham. It seems, in some ways, your time magic has helped. But I'm worried what future ramifications this may hold. Well, travelers, that was quite a doozy, if I must say so myself, over. That poor Borodon, you know, he does not get an easy break in this situation. He's so stressed. But, I mean, who could have suspected that? It really seemed like it was a good plan. It could have worked well, but unfortunately, the dice were not with him. Well, that's all right. You know, these things happen, but hopefully the death shift can make sure they get some good plans uh, so that they can figure out how to get the freaking to Arkham, hey? Time to take down Dorum and save the world. That's the general idea of it. Uh, but travelers, uh, thanks for sticking around for today's tale. We always really appreciate it when you're here. It always makes us so happy when we see you talking to us on the Twitter or uh, sending us those good reviews. Those reviews help us a lot. They pop us into those charts very easily whenever we get them and of course always your support and listens help us a lot too so thank you so much ever feel like uh grabbing yourself something nice remember you could pop on down to easy dice roller and use the promotion code ballad seven dice and you can have yourself something nice there uh, you know get yourself a few little fancy things some dice maybe a dice bag i actually got the dice train it it works wonderfully no more clickety crack for me but yeah um thank you so much for all your support and if you're ever feeling like you're jonesing for more Ballad of the Seven Dice content, pop on over to our Patreon. We have lots of goodies there, and we're always tossing more up there, so it's always a good time to go. Well, travelers, I must be off. I'm going to see about getting a discount on Lord Harrington, or whatever his name was. I don't know. He's expensive, though. So anyways, travelers, I must be off. I bid you adieu. Hi, I'm Professor Oak. Some people call me the Pokemon Professor, and I have a few people I'd like to introduce to you. Hi there, my name is Cory, and I'm about to embark on my Pokemon journey. With my childhood friend Pidgey, I think I'm ready to find out what happened to my mom all those years ago. I have spent years in the shadow of my father, leader of the Viridian City Gym and Pokemon Champion Blue. But I am now ready to forge my own destiny. My name is Azul, and I will become the world's greatest Pokemon master. Hey, Twerps. Jamie, the future leader of Team Rocket here. My parents tried so hard for world domination, but now it's my turn to pick up where they left off. With my Pokemon by my side, no one can stop me or stand in my way. <laughs> hey, hey, Cory, Azul. Wait, wait, you can't leave me. 
My minions! Your leader is here, hold on! Welcome to Pokemon Say Ciao!